Hello. Hi, Rosa. Hey, are you ready to start this? <laughs> yes, I am. Hi, everyone. And Rosa, hello. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since our last podcast. Um, today is Easter. So happy Easter if you celebrate it. And if you don't, we hope that you're enjoying your Sunday. We promise we'll have another podcast um, recorded sooner rather than later. Um, and I also, before we started our podcast, I wanted to remind everybody that I know from season one, we had mentioned all the requirements. I have noted that they have changed. So please do not go based off our first season, rather go talk to them and log in because our information is not current anymore. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> well, Tate, um, how has the second half of the school year been going for you? It has been going good. It's. I feel like I've learned a lot since um, starting teaching, since this is my first year. I mean, I still have a lot to learn, but I've learned a lot. Um, but it's, all, it's also been busy, and it feels like it's moving really fast. <laughs> but how is your new position at your school site? Um, well, I don't, uh, let's see, what have I told them? Well, I did my student teaching, and now I'm in the process of passing my state test, that RECA test, you know, take that's fabulously. I need to catch up to you. Anyway, I'm a parent educator. I really enjoy it. It's giving me more experience, but I'm hoping I pass this test. I could hurry up and be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for today's topic, uh, Tate and I wanted to talk, touch bases on social emotional learning. Uh, we still have to remember we're still going through a pandemic. Yes, things are getting better, but we have to remind ourselves it's not easy for everybody. And especially mm-hmm. our students. Definitely. And as teachers, there's a lot of things that we have to do on our daily agenda, but we have to check in with our students, even if we're still doing virtual learning or distance learning. Yes. So before we uh, shared our favorite techniques, we wanted to share the five goals of um, social and emotional learning. So the first one is self-management. And then our second one was uh, self uh, The second goal is self-awareness. Third is responsible decision-making. Uh, the fourth one would be relationship skills. And the fifth one is social awareness. Okay, and now we're going to rec- uh, talk about our three favorite top uh, topics or techniques that we could use to cover social emotional learning. Our first one is uh, a meeting, a morning meeting or afternoon meeting whatever is better for your teaching schedule. In this case, it's a, an opportunity to connect with your students. You can also teach concepts that are more relevant of your time. And it also allows you to identify things that are working and things that need adjustment. So I'm gonna talk about how you can use morning meetings in your schedule. So first you make room for a brief morning or afternoon meeting, just like Rosa said, whichever is works best in your schedule. Jot down a few questions you'll ask related to social emotional learning and then select a fun way for kids to greet each other and to build relationships. Yes, and then you could also plan activities that build up the community environment or build upon a skill that you're focusing for that day. And then encourage kids to to say something they're thankful for. And then, of course, making it a safe place for the students to share with with everybody else. 
Yeah. And so I actually use morning meetings every day in each of my class periods. I teach middle school, so I'm not with the same the same kids all day. Um, and we spend the first five to 10 minutes uh, with students sharing first how they feel on the mood meter, which is another tool uh, for social emotional learning. So it has different colors, like they can say they're feeling red if they're angry or yellow if they're happy and kind of go into why they're feeling that way. And then we do a discussion about a topic that they come up with. So I have a Google form on Canvas, which we use instead of Google Classroom. And it's open where they can just add their ideas whenever they think of them for topics that we get to talk about together in the morning. So yeah, that we can work on relationship. Sorry to interrupt you. Before okay. before you we go on to the next topic, I wanted to ask you, how, how do the students respond back to you when you've done this? Like what has good. been your experience? <laughs> yeah, been, sorry. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I think uh-huh. it's going well because like I... Every teacher at our school is supposed to have like something that students work on mm-hmm. in the first five minutes of class. It's called a do now. And oh. so uh, a lot of other teachers just use that time for students to like do content based things, which is good, too, so that yeah. they can like review stuff from the last day. But I just like mm-hmm. using it as, like a non educational type section where they can just talk, especially because they don't have that time. Yeah. like during passing periods or lunch to just talk to their friends. Yeah. So we're, we're still, they're, they're still working on communication skills. So it's not like it's like not educational <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really good. And I've had my, um, the ed specialist come in mm-hmm. uh, to some of my students uh, that are in special ed. And he says that he notices that they have really good communication skills. So I think that's what's helping them yeah. with that. That's great. See, if we wouldn't do these activities, they wouldn't get this chance. Yeah. Okay. So for our second strategy would be journal writing. It's a safe place for the students to share opinion, feelings, and reactions to to the social emotional lessons or activities that they've just experienced. And then it allows for students to reflect what they thought about a given topic. And then it hopefully it becomes a habit of expressing their ideas, hopes, and challenges in a written form. And then students could also not only write, but they could illustrate with a picture. And I'm going to talk about how to use journal writing in your schedule. So you can use after a read aloud about a social emotional uh, learning topic. Students can reflect on the story or make a connection in their journal. After a discussion, they could write their thoughts and their takeaways. They, after you provide writing prompts or sentence starters, you use those to make it easier for kids to organize their thinking. I definitely like sentence starters. I think those are really helpful. So it's um, sentence frames, right? Also yeah, sentence frames. Okay. You could call them the same thing. I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, same thing, people, same thing. <laughs> Encouraging students to write what they're thankful for and, again, creating a, a safe space for kids to manage their emotions and share their feelings openly in a feelings journal. I think this one's also one of my favorite strategy because it includes art and yeah, it's very hard to incorporate it when you're teaching because there's so many like standards you have to meet and mm-hmm. people forget about the visuals. So I, this is mm-hmm. why I like the journal one too, because you could, yeah. with, of course, with writing, of course, but yeah, the visual, they say use visuals. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
For our third strategy would be um, community building activities. Um, this would be like games that are educational, of course, or icebreakers. Um, these, uh, these activities are effective because it helps to build emotional skills. The activities encourage students to know one another, have fun, and problem solve. And how to use community activities. You can search the internet for a bunch of activities. The internet is super helpful <laughs> for community right? help. Encourage. It's encouraged to do this the first week of school because it helps to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you want to teach games that kids can use independently or on the playground when you're not always there with them. Um, so, yeah. I also I quickly wanted to add, um, the this article was really good. We'll share where we got it from. I'm surprised mm -hmm. this, uh, this author or writer didn't, uh, didn't mention, like, ask your peers, ask people you went to school with or, like, your colleagues. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they actually know stuff. And until you That's talk true. to them, you figure out, <laughs> oh, they know what they're doing or they have an idea, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I'm surprised she did put that in, the, in this article that we got it from. That's a good point. I didn't even notice that. But yeah, collaboration with the people that are like there with you is always helpful because your friends and stuff. Um, what's it called? I know at the school site I work at, they have like grade level meetings. I don't know. Do you have mm -hmm. those? Yeah. So, we do. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we can get ideas from them too, you know? Yeah, that's true. I do get a lot of help from my, um, it's not, it's like middle school. So it's six through eight that mm -hmm. meet. So I get help from the ones that are sixth grade teachers and the eighth grade teachers. So it's helpful. Nice, nice. Yeah, they tend over here where I'm at, they tend to be just more grade level. But yeah. I'm pretty sure they talk to the other ones. I just I don't see it <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just an employee, but <laughs> not a That's teacher okay. yet. But I have an idea. <laughs> they probably do talk to each other. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. So in conclusion, those are our top, those were our top three from the article we got online. There were more than just the ones we talked about on here. So like Rosa said, we'll share the link to the article that we got these um, ideas from. Yes. And then, um, like we said earlier, we'll promise to work on more podcasts. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. See you later.